Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And once again, in this episode, we are continuing the trend of working with big players in the education world, people that are making big moves and really trying to optimize education and learning and e-learning especially. And who I have today on the show, his name is Andrew, uh, Andrew Smith-Lewis, and he is the CEO and co-founder of an amazing company called Cerigo. Cerigo has been doing amazing things. They recently partnered with Instructure. They've also done things with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is obviously phenomenal and massive. So I'm going to give a quick summary, a quick breakdown, a little blurb that I found to describe the company, and then we're going to get really into it with Andrew. So Cerigo Technology uses a proprietary and evidence-supported algorithm to assess individual memory strength based on a learner's performance, the forgetting curve, and a distributed practice formulas. Using these factors, the platform develops an error-correcting model and delivers an optimal schedule for the learner. So as Andrew says, we're going to say what that means in real human speak. So without further ado, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you. So first, tell us a little bit. Uh, I, know the co- I believe the company was founded in 2000. Tell us a little bit before we jump into what the company does. Tell us about your background and how this came to be. Sure. So... Um I'm from New York originally, went to school in Virginia, and uh, moved to Japan in 1989, where I spent about 24 years. And I started three companies in Japan. My last one is Cerigo, and in 2013, decided to bring it back to the United States. Um, up until that time, I had been working a lot in um, various areas. One thing I did was I brought the Princeton Review to Japan in 89, built the largest study abroad agency in the country. And in the process of helping students, particularly Japanese students, prepare for exams like the GMAT and the GRE and the SAT, um, I noticed very clearly that my native Japanese students had a dual challenge. One was taking the test, um, which is a challenge for anybody. And the second was um, understanding enough English to kind of get through the test and and succeed at school, which was the ultimate goal. And I looked out and tried to figure out a way to um, you know find some English language preparation that had a strategic approach to helping people learn. Uh, unfortunately, didn't see anything out there that you know was as rigorous and as smart as Princeton Review. And um, got involved with some friends who were at Apple and started talking about, you know, learning in general and how to improve skills. And um, long story short, hooked up with um, some learning scientists, some people with backgrounds in experimental psychology and neuroscience and cognitive science and metacognition, way smarter than I was in any of these fields. And I started to to learn about all these different research-backed um, methods um, and explorations um, that have been around for quite a long time to help people learn and remember. And what we did was we started applying it for our Princeton Review students so that they could improve their English to, you know, beat tests like the GMAT. It worked really well. 
And then we realized that the work we were doing was kind of content agnostic. The little system that we built based on the science didn't care whether we were Japanese trying to learn English or we were American trying to learn birthstones or constitutional amendments. And so we decided to form a new company, Serigo, in around 2000. Um, and we used the tech in Japan to build the largest English language learning platform in the country. And like I said, in, uh, in 2013, uh, came back to the U.S. and um, built a team um, in the U.S. in San Francisco, really focused on everything but helping Japanese learn English. I see. And by the way, I think I apologize. I think I pronounced it Serigo. It's Serigo. Is that right? It is. that It's probably one of the more, more difficult names ever. Um, but it's not as bad as our first name. My first idea, we called the company Neurotech. Um, and when we used to use Microsoft uh, Word, every time that it spell checked the doc, it would turn the name of the company into neurotic, um, <laughs> which we thought was probably not a good sign. So we then picked um, a better name that's even more confusing to pronounce. Sarah you know, it's actually not that confusing. As I mentioned before we even started the call, it reminds me of Cerebro, which is the contraption in the X-Men. So I actually think it's really cool, but that's why I called it Cerigo, but it's Sarago. Okay, great. So, <laughs> but I, maybe after this show, I'm going to change the name to Cerigo. So, <laughs> all right, um, there you go. Like so I'm, I'm contributing. I should be credited for that if you do that. Absolutely. So this is so cool because – the, I, I, I basically I do tons of test prep and my company Scalar Learning we actually have a, a, it's all math focused granted but for the ACT for the SAT we have oh, video yeah. courses for all that stuff so that's super fascinating my first question after you tell that story is now I know you were focusing on helping them learn the English part but did you also use that because you said it's subject agnostic did you also use it for training in the math portions um, we didn't at the time. Now, subsequent to coming to the United States, we have done some work in math. Um, we have been part of uh, multiple grants from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And one of our early grants, actually in 2013, was working with some colleges that were piloting Serigo to try to move the needle for students studying algebra. And we actually got some statistically um, relevant uh, effect size out of that. So it, it worked. I personally... Um, do not think that the best application of Serigo right now is direct math because we have not built a computational engine into Serigo. So Serigo, what Serigo does really well is crystallize foundational knowledge. Um, and it helps people create this durable, flexible, and usable knowledge. In mathematics, there is foundational knowledge. So if you don't understand you know, the rules of the road for algebra or geometry or trigonometry, it's very hard to apply them. So in that sense, you could use Serigo to build that foundational knowledge for math, but it's not going to be you know, a workout on you know, um, on calculations and things that require that sort of quantification. So we will later on in the year, maybe early next year, um, introduce some modules that handle, uh, the ability to automate creating math problems, but it hasn't been something we focused on up until now. So now is this a, is Serigo a standalone product where people are, where essentially it has modules and exercises built into it, or is it an adaptive learning platform essentially where you can pair it with let's say an existing learning platform and it can then learn and understand how people are responding to it so they can optimize or is it both yes it, it is both so stepping back i appreciate the um 
the very technical description you gave in the beginning. Serigo, very broadly what Serigo is, it's a personalized learning platform. Um, we're very passionate about improving the way the world learns. And it's a generalizable model. So whether you're studying aviation, zoology, medicine, or music, what we can do is help you acquire information and demonstrate both knowledge and capability. So we're big on this idea of using the science of learning and memory to get stuff into your head and help you keep it there, but also be, to be able to demonstrate that knowledge, to figure out where you are at any given moment. Um, and the difference would be, you know, if you and I take a test um, three months ago and we get a 90, that's a great grade. And, and we look at exactly the same at one snapshot on time. But the reality could be that, you know, I crammed to get that 90 and you were a diligent student preparing for that 90. But we have no optics into that information by that one data point of that test. And so with Serigo, we, we have, you know, these very um, we have sort of longitudinal optics into knowledge and capabilities. So we can figure out not only are we both at 90s, but we can predict our future performance based on that. So we think it's a really different way of approaching learning and assessment. And we've seen a lot of utility across um, a variety of landscapes for it. So I, I read that you guys had partnered with a flight school to actually train pilots. Can you tell us a little bit how that partnership began and, and how you guys were involved? Yeah, so we... Um, we basically make the platform available to enterprises and individuals can sign up on Serigo and make their own content and carry on. And we always want it to be free to the end user, but we're not a destination site for learning where you can go there and find like a bunch of Spanish verbs to, to jam away with. Um, Serigo is designed for enterprises and we've deployed it across K-12, higher ed, corporations for corporate training, obviously, and government um, where we have some uh, work going with the U.S. Army in particular. And so um, the flight school, I'm trying to remember how I met these guys. I think I met them at the famous ASU GSV conference, a nice plug for those guys, and um, met uh, the owner of this flight school. And we were talking about what Sarago did. And he's like, wow, I wonder if we could use this to help train people um, to become pilots. Now, this is not like the scene out of the Matrix where he's like, I need to know how to fly that helicopter. And they beam the information into his head and away you go. Mm -hmm. But if you think about flight, there's a lot of foundational knowledge that pilots to have to have at that level of automaticity um, to be able to perform, right? So even before they get into a simulator, they're required to know a phenomenal amount about the rules and regulations prescribed by the FAA. If they're flying a Cessna 172, for example, they need to know the air, the instrumentation and, and how the plane works and, you know, all the different um, characteristics and specifics about that aircraft. So Sarago is really good at getting that stuff into your head and helping you keep it there. And so this flight school has been using us to train um, their pilots that come in and with no knowledge and they put they go through a very, very rigorous course. And then you can use Sarago to help crystallize that foundational knowledge outside of class so that when they walk into class and they're talking about the principles of flight, you know, people aren't hearing this for the first time and they have a, a strong base walking into that program. So it's almost in a sense it enables, it kind of sounds like a bit of a flipped learning uh, uh, curriculum setup. And and if I'm yeah. under, right, and if I'm yeah. understanding this right, so you basically, so they take, they, they sign on, they use... Serigo and but then as far as the the material the the facts or whatever that is brought in by the third party but then you guys help frame it and structure it and set it up in a way that it's repeated and um, reinforced so that it's really dug deep into the memory is that right 
Yeah. And the distinction I would make, so, you know, there's a lot of companies that are in the ed tech space and I like to position Serigo as, as learning technology. And the difference for me is ed tech is very much, and there are great companies out there, obviously, ed tech is very much about the what or the where of learning, right? The what comes down to the content and the where comes down to, you know, um, where they're learning. And there are a lot of companies putting a lot of energy into, you know, online learning and systems that help automate grading and all sorts of wonderful stuff. We're agnostic to the content. We're agnostic to where you use it. Um, we're really about the how people learn and remember. And that how layer has been, I think, up until now, kind of ignored at scale. So our whole thing is thinking about can we apply some good science about learning to how people learn independent of the content and scale it to anyone anywhere. So when that flight school comes to Sarago, you know, and you don't want us, you know, trying to come up with content for how to fly an aircraft. Fortunately, you got people out there who have a lot of domain expertise. Part of the Serigo stack is an authoring environment where you come in and you create content on Serigo. Um, we teach you how to use the authoring environment. It's super straightforward to do. And then the system automatically creates the, creates the engagement for the user. So you feed it these foundational elements and then the system kind of takes off. And I equate the content in Serigo to kind of like the, uh, to Lego where we're the personalized learning Lego, because the beauty of Lego is all the bricks always fit together. And you can make anything you want with Lego, right? You can make a Christmas tree or a battleship or a spaceship. You don't have to like make just what's on the box. And with Serigo, when that flight school author's content, it's not dead on arrival. It's, 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 a, it's living and dynamic. It's remixable and reusable. And once the content's in that format, then the system decides you know, what you need to see and when. And that's kind of the beauty of it. So the algorithm takes those foundational nuggets for um, aviation and makes it, make sure they get into people's heads and they stay there. We also um, are introducing um, a new level of um, AI to the platform around natural language processing. So instead of having to use the authoring environment step one, what you can do is you could upload a PDF, a training manual, a textbook, um, some sort of a document to the platform. And our NLP will take the first pass at extracting the core knowledge and creating a straw man of items for you so that you're not staring at a blank sheet. You've got like a, you've got a whole bunch of Lego to start playing with and build your course out of. This is really cool. I mean, this is fascinating, beyond fascinating for me. I have two questions. Please. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to ask first. Okay. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with, with Udemy because that's the platform where I host a lot of courses and it's, you know, it's a pretty oh, big yeah. education platform. Have you guys thought about, or have you guys considered partnering potentially with, with them so that individual educators can maybe have access to this technology? Yeah, it's a really great idea. And we've had a couple conversations with varieties of platforms. So I'll tell you that um, on the MOOC side, in air quotes, um, we partnered very early on with edX, um, who you know. And we were one of the first third-party integrators into edX. I think we're plugged into about 30 different schools' offerings on edX, everything from jazz appreciation at UT Austin that's seen over 120,000 students to you know, seven, you know, bio 700 courses at, at MIT and music at Dartmouth and all sorts of great courses. So there the instructors are able to create Serigo companions to their courses. They slip it right into the edX platform so that when you're studying your course, the Serigo modules pop up at the 
right time. Um, students have hacked it themselves into Coursera, so we don't have an official relationship with Coursera, but people have built on Coursera. And then long story short, winding to your question about Udemy, which is a great platform, I think we've had a couple of early conversations with them. I would love to um, work with um, some innovative content providers that want to embed Sarago into their courses because I think you know what you bring is the expertise, the passion, the content, and what we bring is a little bit of magic to make sure that what you deem relevant and important sticks in the heads of your learners. Yeah, and that's exactly what. See, this is we just had the I just went to the Udemy Live conference not too long ago, and it was over the summer and. That's a question that I constantly have. Now there's a there's a disconnect often between what's it's it's as we try and go get let's say reviews or feedback from customers, you're not always getting reviews from everybody. Number one, number two, I don't know if the reviews are always 100% accurate as far as what's really working, and what's really not, because it's hard to self-assess. Now this is this leads into my my second question. There's an, a company that I've recently interviewed called Emotuit, and what they their technology involves essentially using the computer in sorry using the camera in a computer to read facial expressions they then classify based on one of seven emotions and they use that to gauge engagement uh have you guys ever thought about i mean is that part of your model or have you guys thought about integrating with something like that yeah that's really cool um i gave a talk with um a team from a company called um, what was the name of the company? The con- the product was called um, the Muse, and it's interact. I think it's called Interaxon. I can't believe I have space on the name. Um, so Interaxon is a company that makes one of those um, headbands that that monitors brain waves. And so I did a South by talk, I think about three years ago, with them and with a team at NYU. And what we were looking at is what happens if you cross the streams between, you know, a headband. Um, uh, some galvanic skin response, um, heart rate variability, eye tracking, and serigo, and you really look at seeing what does the data look like when you when you marry those systems together. So I'm super interested in those type of things. The company that you mentioned sounds intriguing. I think the idea of of using the camera um, to track attention is one model. We have our own internal. Um, data-driven model on on capturing things about attention, agility, um, diligence, and knowledge. But yeah, I think marrying the streams from those type of systems is a really interesting idea. Very cool. Tell me about, you know, I'm sure you have countless stories of or comparisons of, of data as far as, okay, now they're integrating our system. These are the differences that we see. But can you tell us some some examples that pop into your mind where you can say, wow, once they've, once they've come onto the Serigo system, this is what's happened and it was palpable. Um, sure. So I'll give you, uh, an example, an academic example. Um, we were approached by New York university's dental school in 2015 and they wanted to, um, try out, they'd heard about Serigo through, um, some internal lectures or discussion. They wanted to try out Serigo for dental board preparation. Um, they had 350 students and two faculty members um, onboarded those students onto the platform. They created about 490 concepts within Serigo, those remixable Lego bricks. They did it all on their own. We gave them a little bit of coaching and they just took off. They were really content pros and they deployed it out to their students in 2015 for the dental board exam. Um, the results were that they got a 100% pass rate for all 350 students. Now, NYU is a very good school, um, high 80s, uh, but 100 is obviously a big number. 
They scored 2.6 standard deviations above the national norm for the courses powered by Cerego, Hmm. which puts them way to the right of the bell curve for about 77 other North American dental schools. But the thing that got them most psyched and why I think they signed a global deal with Cerego for all courses is they cut the faculty time by 50%. They cut 96 hours out of a 200-hour course. And and what that meant was they could offload that foundational knowledge to Cerego. So they said for, you know, the cranial facial muscles and the whatever they were studying, they said, "Hey, you're going to learn this um, on your own, you're going to come into class knowing this, and we're going to spend our time on the higher order cognitive functions. So that was a killer result in 2015. They repeated this experiment in 2016 um, with 400 students. Unfortunately, our 100% average got blown because one student failed to pass first time out. So that went to 99.75 um, for 400 students. So. You know, Still two years good. in a row, 750 students, we have a 99.8% whatever pass rate. So that's a pretty good example where you've got very f- clear foundational knowledge, dental pr- dental content, and you've got um, a really good um, innovative faculty. The faculty who actually did this project, um, Dr. Cunningham, won the um, university-wide innovation award for NYU last year, which was really cool to see. So that was a great example of – you know, great implementation um, and great utility for a system like Cerego. Now, this just sounds like something that would be, my background is in law, and this sounds like something that oh, would make yeah. sense for law school. Have you guys partnered with some law schools? Oh, we haven't, but we've done some um, early discussions with um, some professors. Now, law school, as you know, is a challenge because a lot of the teaching and the systems they use is regulated, but um, we've done some test modules with law, and I think it would be a slam drunk for a lot of the content that you need. Um, so yeah, we'd, uh, we'd love to see some law schools pick it up. And currently I work with a lot of kids in middle school. I actually teach full-time uh, sixth grade. Oh, Have good you, for you. Do you guys work with any middle schools or uh, kids is it, or is this more geared towards higher education? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the, the very first research that we were involved in in 2013 was with a charter school group based out of Florida. Um, and we had about 4,000 students use Cerego, middle school and high school students across nine different subjects, ranging from Spanish to biology, sociology, and uh, algebra. Um, that was a, a good study for us. We saw a very good effect size out of that study, and that was our first peer-reviewed paper um, was on the research there. So we have applied it and seen great utility for younger students. We just haven't gone in that space on our own because we don't go, we don't try to go direct to schools at this point. Now there are a lot of teachers around the country who have picked up Cerego for their own classrooms. Um, and we support those individuals, but we haven't tried to make a big push into K-12 on our own at this point. Got it. Here's what I want to end with. You have been operating this company for since 2000, and I'm sure you got you guys have learned all sorts of amazing things that you constantly impl- implement into Cerego. But let's say for parents listening out there and they're trying to get their kids to get, be more excited or have, have better memory of different concepts – Do you have some general advice for parents as far as from everything that you've learned about how the human mind works? How can they optimize their child's education and learning process? Yeah, I think, you know, a couple things come to mind. I think one of the things that um, 
I've learned a lot from the learning sciences and from looking at interaction with learners is that little and often is the magic recipe for building learning. And that doesn't matter whether you're using a, Cerego, a system like Serigo or you're going completely analog. Um, gone are the days where we see a lot of utility in trying to get students to study for a long amount of time in one sitting, right? So, you know, having your kids sit down for two hours and trying to force them to do their homework. Really, even if you could get them to do it and they comply, the sciences tell us that's not an effective way to help them build lasting memory. So what you want is, is short interval, intervals of interaction, right? You want to have people study for 10 or 15 minutes. The right dose for the right time is what really matters. Now, the devil's in the details of how do you figure that out if you don't have a system like Serigo. But if you're, you know, homeschooling parents do this all the time. They've gotten really, really good at figuring out kind of the right dose at the right time for their kids, and they get a fantastic result. And I think the other thing is that, you know, success is really a, a journey here, not a destination. I think too many people focus on test results, and that's, uh, you know, that's a problem of our, of our education system overall. But in particular, I think parents need to chillax a little bit about, about tests. And to really, you know, encourage their their kids to understand that that learning is not something you're tortured with as a young student to pass a test. Learning is a biologic necessity, and it is a tool that will be with you for your entire life. And developing, you know, good habits around learning and enjoying the process is a really, really important life skill. What a way to end the interview. I think that's perfectly well said. Thank you so much. So, Andrew, if people want to learn more about Serigo, how can they do that? Uh, they can go to serigo.com um, and they can, you know, they can check out the app. Um, uh, we have a great iOS and Android app. You can download and play with them. Um, you can also drop an email to hello at serigo.com and get in touch with us. And, um, you know, we love to hear from people to see what their their challenges are and to see how we can help get them to uh, where they want to be. Awesome. All right, guys. So you heard it right there. If you don't know how to, if you're having trouble how to exactly type in serigo.com, you can check <laughs> out the, you can check, well, it's C-E-R-E-G-O. But if you want to check out the show notes, you can, of course, do that. And the show notes are at scalarlearning.com forward slash podcast. And thank you guys so much for joining. Again, new podcast episodes are coming out every Monday. And if you haven't done so yet, subscribe and make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. I want to thank Andrew once again for coming on. He's got a very busy schedule and I really appreciate it. And thank you guys all for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Skiller, learning, give me that skill.